This is Glass Half Full with me, Steve Twine, and where I'm joined by inspirational guests from around the world, sharing their stories, stories that may well resonate with you. Sit back and enjoy this week's Glass Half Full. This is Yow Radio, it's Glass Half Full with me, Steve Twynham. Now, a little bit of a special Glass Half Full tonight. Do you use LinkedIn? Are you using it in the correct manner? Well, in a few moments' time, I'll be joined on the line by uh, Linda Huckle, who'll be sharing some tips with us on how to use LinkedIn, do you want to put it this way, in the proper way. Linda joins me very shortly on this week's Glass Half full. Yawa Radio, bringing the feel-good feeling to every day. You may well be using LinkedIn, but do you know, really, is it working for you? What's it all about? Are you making the best use of it? Is it giving you the, yeah, the returns or the things that you want? Well, tell you what, you know, it's a pleasure today. I'm joining the line. I love this. Uh, LinkedIn Linda. I love this. <laughs> Linda Huckle. How are you, Linda? I'm very well. Thank you, Steve. Yes, thank you for uh, inviting me to come and talk to you today. Yeah, I just love that handle, LinkedIn Linda, the thing you've been named as. I think that's absolutely awesome. Go on. <laughs> Couldn't be a better fit, could it, really? No. Do you know, I'd love to take credit for it, but I can't. This is, uh, it was it was from a networking group that I was in. And as I walked in the room, somebody said, oh, it's LinkedIn Linda. And I thought, oh, my goodness, it is. And, and the name just sort of stuck. And I think I'm lucky in many ways to have the L-I in my name to go with the LinkedIn. <laughs> yes, I love it. I love it. And, and hashtag, hashtag LinkedIn Linda as well. What wow, perfect. Perfect. It so Linda, be, yes. be, before, before, sorry, before, before we get into some of the, to, to the great questions that we've got and we're going to run through today, how long have you been involved then in um, advising, training people on LinkedIn and how did it all start? Yeah, well, I suppose I started. um, So I've been running my own business for eight years. And the majority of that time, about seven years has been primarily LinkedIn. Um, But before that, I used to work for university. And as part of my role there, I used to train staff how to use LinkedIn for their career development. And also when, you know, obviously things do change at universities and there are um, redundancies, et cetera. So training them to make the best use of LinkedIn for their job search. So that's really when I really started getting into it. And I did about five years worth of training before then. Mm -hmm. So in total, I've been involved training LinkedIn for around about 13 years now. Wow. Wow. God. And that, from how long has LinkedIn been going? It's 2003. Right. OK. It really started going. And in the UK, it, although it was launched around then, we, we didn't get starting a lot of engagement, really. And a lot of people didn't really know about it until around about 2007, 2008. Right. OK. And for me, I... That was around about the same time. It was 2008, I think, that I first had a LinkedIn profile of my own. 
Right. Okay. Yeah. So some wow. time actually. Yeah. yeah. It's amazing how time flies, isn't it? So, so look, we've got a fair few things to run through here. So, um, and I'm looking forward to this. So, and the first thing we've got is, um, following and connections. What's the difference then between following and connections? And you made me look and I go, why do some people have a follow button and others have a connect button? And I'm looking at mine and I'm going, I've got followers and connections, but I can't see any of them buttons. So (laughs) tell me more. Well, um, yeah. So there are, as you say, there are two types. You can either connect with people and most people are aware with how you can connect directly with other Mm. people. And when you're directly connected with someone, you're called a first connection. So, When you're wanting to build a relationship with somebody, when you're wanting to uh, make contact and there is a a good sort of two way conversation going, this all happens because you're a first connection. First connections can directly message each other. They can also endorse and recommend each other. Right. Okay. On the other side of this, there are followers. Now, following means purely that you're following somebody's content ah right that's the that's the big difference so followers is where you're following someone's content so it could be that you're interested in the content that they're producing but you don't necessarily need to be connected with them so it started off really following by, you know, the big names in mm-hmm. um, not just in LinkedIn, but the big names like Richard Branson, Bill Gates, you know, all the big names. And of course, you're following people. Yeah. You're following their content. And of course, they'll never connect with with all of us. So following <laughs> content is the best way to really and really find out what value they're sharing find out lots and lots of knowledge and learning happens because you're following people's content but the connecting is where you are building your network and that's the big difference between the two does does that vary between a personal page and a business page no company pages company page sorry yes yeah company pages you can only follow only follow company pages because you you don't build relationships with with corporations or businesses you're actually building relations with people so the um company pages are always always follow Mm -hmm. but in personal pages you can choose as an individual whether or not you want to follow or people to follow you or whether or not you want people to connect with you and you have the ability to switch that on and off in your settings and also in the new um creator mode which has recently been introduced into LinkedIn. And that basically is it's a different way of viewing a profile. What it does is it will switch on the follow button automatically. Mm-hmm. It will also move your about section down the profile and then you'll have your activity and your featured section much higher up in your profile. So these are for people who want to be creators or are creators and they're wanting people to follow their content. That that explains things because because I I became a creator, apparently. I got a message from LinkedIn to be a creator. So I did it. And, and you're explaining what it's about now. And again, I'm just looking at my page and you're right. Yeah, 
Yeah. Spot on. I think you have to decide for yourself whether or not you are um, uh, on LinkedIn to create content or whether or not you're on LinkedIn to uh, build relationships and to have a, a quality network. Mm. You you decide that. What I will say with creator mode is if you're just getting used to LinkedIn, if you've got less than around the, around 3,000 connections, mm. then I wouldn't recommend create a mode because you are wanting to build your following through your connections rather than just through followers right that's 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 worth knowing and 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 on those following and connecting buttons is the like you just described there is the preference to which one you should really have there isn't really any preference as i say for people who are very new to linkedin i would definitely go with connect um as your uh, primary button um people can still follow you without connecting yes they want to but i would still have the connect button on as primary especially for business owners because you're wanting actually to have conversations and build relationships um unless you're at a stage in linkedin where you are now wanting no longer to build your connections network but you are wanting to build followers and that's a different aspect so it is different for every business to be perfectly honest different marketing strategy really it is absolutely yes yeah so let's so so let's go on to other things then because some of the things uh, i know they annoy my friends and i know i drives me mad sometimes is loads of connection requests yeah okay wow so how you know i don't know who they are I've yeah. got a clue who they are. Yeah. Um, so should I accept them? Should I ignore them? What's what's the advice? What's the guidance? Yeah. Well, the guidance that I always share with, with people who ask me this question is a regular question that I do get, is that when you are receiving connection invites and you don't know who they are, in other words, the individual hasn't personalised their connection invite to you, and the first thing to do is have a look at their profile. So view their profile first, mm-hmm. find out a little bit more about them. And then if you are confident that the individual is a, a quality or could be a quality connection, then by all means, uh, do accept them. Mm-hmm. If you're not sure, then what you can do is you can use up at the top right hand side in your um, connection invites, which come under the My Network tab, Mm -hmm. the top right hand side there, there is a see all button, or it might say see all 42, if you've got 42 connection invites, right, or 10, whatever that number is. So click onto that button and then you will then get the option to message people right. before accepting and before ignoring their request. And you can ask them, you know, thank, you can say, thanks for the invite. Please, could you tell me what was the purpose mm. of sending your request? How did you find me? Um, what would you like to know? Something along those lines, something where you're going to ask the other person about the purpose for connecting with you. Now, if you get an instant response, and I mean instant, <laughs> then clearly somebody has some sort of automation tool. 
Ah, right. Okay. okay. And usually, and it isn't always, but usually when people have got automation tools, they will then follow up with a, a salesy, spammy type of message. Mm-hmm. Now, you can make a decision. What I do is if people don't respond to me within 14 days, then I will just ignore the request and remove them from my invite requests. Mm-hmm. But usually and people will respond and they will usually tell me why. And it's usually because they don't know how to personalise their connection request. They've seen me somewhere and they click that connect button and bam, the uh, invite comes over to me. Yeah. And just just the standard message. Yes, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. So, of course, you know, you don't know who they are, why they want to connect with you. But I don't connect with every single person who sends me a connection request because my um, my main aim is for my network of connections to be relevant. So it means I'm not going to connect with every single person who sends me that request yeah, and and some and some people do get hung up, don't they? About you know, I've got I've got thousands of connections. Well, fantastic, yeah. but hey ho. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's all about being a quality network rather than just having lots and lots of connections. It's not a numbers game at the end of the day, and you can't possibly hope to be engaging personally with each of those. Mm. So I have deliberately kept my connections to a reasonable number. Now I've got about 3000 connections and I don't really, to be honest, I don't really want to build thousands and thousands of connections. I'm happy for people to follow my content. Of course I am. Yes. Um, But I would rather have my network where I can give value to them and equally they can also give value to me. I want to be able to refer my connections to other connections and i can only do that if i'm able to build some sort of relationship with them yeah no i get that now what what this interesting about that what about this um is it in in mail in in mail that in you can mail, yeah yeah in, yeah in mails you only get in mails if you have a premium uh account mm. so that could be premium business um it could be sales navigator whatever premium account you have you then get a certain number of in mails which means you can send a message to anyone in linkedin if you're not connected to them and these are called outreach messages so you are sending a message to someone some some of them are fine uh, mm. some of them are very salesy spammy um, but you know that's what in mails are actually used by by premium uh, memberships. So, so Linda, so, so have I got this right? So for the people who were on well at that level one thing, your first level as I call them, right? Yes. You can you can me- you connect it to them. You can message them. Yes. Through, fine. If you, if they're on two or three, then yeah, can you still do that then, or do you have to? If I wanted to connect with somebody on my third level, I don't know if we your third connection on my yeah. third connection. Yes. yes. Can I message them? Well, well, <laughs> very recently. No, I mean, there are ways that you can directly message people who are not your first connections. OK, that's first of all, if you're in a group together in a LinkedIn group, then you can message 
direct message people within that group. So that's one way that you can do it. Another way that you can do it is actually with one of the very new features that's come into LinkedIn, uh, which is the services page. You can actually choose to um, open yourself. Right. Accept direct messages from anyone who isn't a first right. person. So you can do that on the services page. Uh, but people who haven't got the services page or people who aren't running their own businesses, et cetera, and that have no need of a services page, the only way that you can send messages is if you are in the same LinkedIn group together or you're a first connection. First connection. OK, they, you, you touched on the messaging. We touched on the sales being salesy and spam messages. OK, mm-hmm. so. Again, what's your advice on really handling them? I'll, I'll share you a story that I got. I, I got, I get them. I won't say I'm going to get every day, but I must get two or three a week. Who they just message me and go, we can get your podcast to number one in America, Thailand, wherever it is, right? Yeah. Um, and you go really, and 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 to one, I messaged him back and said, look, thank you, thank you for your message. All I said back to them was. Could you just give them an example of somebody you've helped? Right. And they came back to me and said, you don't understand. I'm offering this service, whatever. And I went, no, I do understand. I'm just asking. Just let me know how you've helped. And he went, you try my service for so much for so much a month. And I just at that point, I just went, bye bye. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Did that seem reasonable? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I think actually you're being very generous by going back. <laughs> um, uh, did the message come in via an email or through a direct message? It came through a direct message. That means that you were connected with them in some mm, way. Some way. First, or, first connection or through a group. And yes, I do get them as well. Uh, but basically what it is, is that people are, are taught a certain way to sell since we've i think it's increased an awful lot in the past 18 months steve you know Mm. since we've had the pandemic people are moving from the um voice uh cold calling and they're Mm. tending to use linkedin quite a lot for doing this sort of thing it's not good practice it isn't good etiquette to do it like this um i think what they what they should be doing if they're interested then they need to find out about you and your business first and to assess whether or not you really can help them that sounds to me like it's just a sales hard sell type of message now when i get these the first thing i will do is i will unconnect if i am first connections mm. the second thing i will do if it is a pure sales type of thing and they're being quite aggressive with it which unfortunately some people are is i will report them to linkedin and i will block them from that they can't see me and they can't see my activity because i don't really want that type of thing to be happening to me because if it happens to me and their first connections you can be guaranteed they're going to do exactly the same to the rest of my first connections so I believe it's right to unconnect, report and block. And LinkedIn does take it very seriously. It is completely against the user agreement. 
And I will also say very often these are automated tools that will do this. Mm. It sounds like yours wasn't. It sounds like you actually had a conversation. But um, automation tools are uh, banned by LinkedIn. So just be very cautious. If If you're getting this instant response, as I was referring to earlier, always, always report these into LinkedIn because the more reports they get, the more likely it is that they can actually take action and start to stop this type of spammy, unpleasant behaviour. And because it never ceases to amaze me, if you were face to face networking, you were walking. Well, hopefully you wouldn't walk into a room and then suddenly bombard somebody with yeah. buy from me, would you? You know what I mean? Exactly. You'd have a coffee. You'd have a chat. Tell me more about yourself. You know, how can we help? What, you know, you'd have that, wouldn't you? You wouldn't just go, hey, I've just met you for the first time. Here we are. Buy me. Yes, or, exactly. So, yeah. What, well, yeah. So why, why, yeah, why, why do they do it? Yeah. You know, so, yeah. yeah. So, so, you know, I'm, I'm aware, you know, f- things change. LinkedIn's moved on. There's lots of changes that's happened over the years, algorithm changes and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Go oh, keep, keeping <laughs> pace with it. How, you know, what do we need to be aware of to keep pace with it? And, and what, yeah. what are some of the key ones? Yes, it's interesting. Um, And certainly in terms of the business owner community, one of the biggest new changes that has come in um, over the past few months is, as I referred to earlier, the services page. And this is where you can have a little a little panel on your. (coughs) Sorry, excuse me, just a minute. (coughs) So there is a little panel on your uh, profile at the intro right at the very top of your intro okay below where it's got your headline below where it's got your location and it will say providing services Uh this is what i mean by the services page and this is where you can list up to 10 services that you offer as a business it's a really good new feature i feel it's one of the better new features that linkedin have brought in in recent years, actually. And I believe that the services page, it it just shows people at a glance exactly what it is you offer. There is a drawback, and that is you can only choose the services that LinkedIn list. Uh So, for example, there is no service listed for LinkedIn trainer or even for social media trainer. So I've had to choose the one or the, the, the few that are relevant, such as training, <laughs> just training, <laughs> or right. corporate training, or um, social media management, and all of that sort of thing. So you have to choose the one which is most or the closest, closest. to what it is that you offer. Um, so it's well worth going through that. But even more on the services page, they also give you a little... Uh, paragraph where you can write in your free text which of course is all searchable you know mm. you think about seo when we think about searching for people you'll search for key phrases so this little little extra bit of free text which is it's 500 characters so it's really only a short a very short space you can actually list in here 
the services that you, you offer. So I've got training as the service that I've said that I do from the LinkedIn list. And then within this little free text box, I've explained all the other services that I actually offer. Keywords, LinkedIn training, LinkedIn strategy, the, the, the usual sort of thing that you would put in. Right. So include your call to action in there. You know, for more information, contact me. People generally will do what you what it is that you tell them to do. Um, so there's that and a brand new <laughs> part of the services page, which is a brand new feature. Not everybody has it because it's just rolling out. I've had mine for just over a week and it's called ratings and reviews. Right. OK. Now, this is brilliant. It means that people can review your services, which is different to recommendations. Recommendations where you're recommending the person to somebody. Reviews is where you're writing a review for somebody's services and you can give them a star rating between one and five. Okay. You can only invite up to 20 people to review your services at the moment it's not available for anybody out there to say oh yes i'll give them a review like you can do with recommendations Mm -hmm. you have to be very strategic about who it is that you're going to invite to review your services right and then in time the next step of this will be the new linkedin marketplace and that is in development They're already using a version of it in the States, which they call ProFinder. Mm -hmm. We don't know much about what LinkedIn Marketplace is going to be. However, it's going to be brilliant for freelancers where you can say for graphic designers, for example, if you've got a service that's listed as graphic design, you'll be able to search for graphic design and it will find all the profiles in the new LinkedIn Marketplace. Wow. it sounds like it's really good. And equally, you'll be able to see the reviews for their services. And Linda, is that going to be a paid service, do you think? No, um, no. it's not. Uh, it's it's available. My understanding is that it's going to be available to all at LinkedIn profiles. I suppose in time they may well monetize it. <laughs> um, but at the moment, no, it is available to all free all all profiles whether or not you're paying for your your uh user uh license or not so yeah it's a good it's a very good service but i think what i really really like about the whole thing is it shows right at the top of the profile above the fold you haven't got to go searching for it it's there it's visible and in time, they will be opening up the reviews so anybody can review your services. But here's something to be aware of. And it really is. Mm-hmm. Once they start doing that and once somebody's given you a review, you cannot take it away. You can't withdraw it. The All right. Review, you can withdraw the invite to review, but you cannot withdraw or take away or adapt or edit a review in any way. So if somebody gives you a one star and a poor review, it's there. That's why you've got to be very strategic about who you are asking to review you. Wow. 
Right. So that's thing to be think about. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. And I think that for me is the biggest, biggest mm. new feature. I mean, as you say, LinkedIn changed things all of the time, all of the time. And anybody listening in, I would recommend that you follow the LinkedIn people, the LinkedIn trainers uh, like myself, like uh, other big trainers and also like uh, other big names in LinkedIn. And one I'll mention, which I suggest to my clients, everybody follow is John Esperian. Okay. And John, um, he's the relentlessly helpful uh, person. He he's, doesn't train LinkedIn, but what he does is he 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 makes it um, his passion, if you like, or his mission to share knowledge about LinkedIn. So he's a really good person to follow as wow. well. Yeah. Well, there's there's one to follow, and just on the changes algorithms, because I, I I did I don't know if it's right or whether it's wrong, but w- when they changed some of their algorithms, you were no longer reaching the people that you used to reach. I don't know if that's right or whether it's wrong. Is that is that right? Yes, it is. I mean, there was a big big change to uh, some of the algorithms last year, and uh, the dwell time algorithm was introduced. So it is now dwell time algorithm will calculate the amount of time that an individual is engaging in in a piece of content whether that's video or whether it's text or an image or a document the amount of time somebody spends on that particular piece of content will determine how far the post will then go content all pieces of content don't go to all your first connections or all your followers They only go to a very small percentage initially. Once you start getting likes and and comments and views and the the amount of time somebody spends on your profile, on your, sorry, on your content. Okay. That's what determines the, how far your post is actually going to reach. Interesting. So how can you, how can you as a person increase that reach then? Best suggestion is start engaging in other people's content. And I mean, really engaging it, not just typing in words of good post or great post or lovely or whatever (laughs) comment you want to make. You have to make your comments meaningful by making your comments on other people's posts absolutely meaningful, then at least it's likely that the algorithm is going to recognize that you're active in other people's content. So they may well see your content uh-huh. further up. Um, you know, the, the algorithm may show the content to them first. It may do. Okay. None of us really know how this algorithm works, <laughs> but we do know by engaging and really engaging in LinkedIn, then any content of your own, is likely to do better because people are aware of you. People will start following you. People start commenting on your posts. And that means when they start commenting, they're likely to see your next piece of content. And so it goes on. Okay. So that's, that is my best suggestion is engage, be proactive, be purposeful. Mm-hmm. And, you know, do spend your time. There's no point just putting a post out and then waiting for it to to happen. Start really 
engaging in other people's posts. Wow. Okay. And, and a couple of other questions around that, Ben, in terms of use of, oops, sorry, use of, use of hashtags. Yes. How important are they? And then the other thing that I often see is people posting and, and they, and they just tag, oh, bloody hell, sorry, hundreds of people in. <laughs> you know what I mean? Is that worth doing or what? Again, let, let's take your last one. Let's take the tagging first of all, rather than hashtags, mm. the tagging people in into posts just so that they will then comment that that's really not great practice. It really isn't. People will get fed up of that after time. Mm-hmm. Uh, you only tag people into posts where you know that they've got some sort of interest in it, such as if I was to do a post about our conversation today, I mm-hmm. would tag you because you've been part of the conversation. And of course, I would want to tag you on that. Mm. But I wouldn't then go and tag a whole load of other people just so that my post is seen. That is really poor practice. Um, So no is the answer to that. Only ever tag people when there is a true, genuine reason for doing so. Good. Love that. That I totally agree with that. And so if it's like if we've if we're featuring somebody on the radio, so like today, um, no, no, yesterday uh, we had uh, somebody on guest on at 12 o'clock. So I just put from, you know, Joe's t- Joe Thackeray is talking to this person yes. at 12 o'clock on the radio. Done. Absolutely. Yeah, that's, that yeah. is that's a perfect example of the right way to do tagging. Yes. OK. Absolutely. So what about what about the famous hashtags? Then? The famous hashtags. <laughs> yes. Now, hashtags are are important to LinkedIn and. But what you don't do with hashtags on LinkedIn is you don't have an Instagram approach. Instagram, you have loads of hashtags on, on, a, on a piece of content and that is accepted. But in LinkedIn, they say around three to five hashtags maximum really should be used. Okay. LinkedIn themselves recommend three and the hashtags should be to draw attention to perhaps a large, um, I was going to say large, a big picture type of topic. So if I'm talking about LinkedIn, I'll do hashtag LinkedIn. If I'm sharing a LinkedIn tip, I'll do hashtag LinkedIn tips. And I always, always include in all of my content, my personalized branded hashtag, which is hashtag LinkedIn Linda. Linda, yes. Because you can search on that hashtag. People can follow your hashtag. And the more that you follow a specific hashtag, the more likely you are to see posts with that hashtag in your home feed. So right. you get notified more about those. So if you suddenly see, if you if you're let's say you're following a hashtag, uh hashtag success, for example you may well then see an increase of number of posts in your feed, which include that particular hashtag. I think it's, it's, it's good. Actually, the hashtags are quite useful to use as part of your research as well. So if you're looking for um, research about a specific topic, 
then try hashtag followed by the name of the topic so that you can see all of the posts that are relevant that people have posted about it. So it's quite a good learning resource as well. Okay. It's very, very interesting. And, and Linda, what, what do you think the biggest mistakes people make when, when they when they do do a post, you know, apart from tagging people in and all that, you know, what, you know, because what, what, what do they do? Because is, is it not just... Yeah. I think um, I'll, I'll cite an example, actually, for somebody last week. So somebody said they, they do a lot of image posts um, and that's it. And all they do is post the image with three hashtags so that there's no text. There's no introductory text to them. So that is the wrong way to do it. What you would do is you would write your text. The image should supplement the text, not the other way around. So it should be related to whatever it is that you're talking about. Um, and of course, that post is not going to get a lot of reach at all. And particularly, I found that a lot of people will share quotes um, and maybe they'll share a testimonial that they've received, but they won't actually add anything else to it. I think another um, big mistake that people make is writing perhaps just a couple of lines of mm -hmm. text and the algorithm kicks in, really kicks in when you when people click the see more button, because there's usually more text behind it. Right. So if you're only writing one line of text or two lines of text, of course, there's no see more button because mm. there isn't anything else to see. So therefore, I would always recommend you have a minimum of three lines of text in your posts. Okay. Um, the, I think another big thing that people make a mistake of is they don't they don't make it clear why that why they're actually writing the post. For me, the purpose of writing any sort of post is so that you can encourage conversation. It's not about just posting because that would be broadcasting. Mm -hmm. It is about having those conversations and, and engaging people in conversation. That really is the purpose of writing good content. Got it. So it's, about, it's about value then, giving, giving people value. Would you? Say? Yeah, it's giving people value. It's asking the right questions. You may be asking for advice or help. That's great. Mm. Maybe you're sharing something. So if I'm sharing a tip, for example, I will always include a question within that tip. What have you found useful? I have you found this have uh, helped you so far? Tell me about tell me your thoughts, something along those lines so that you're actually encouraging people to make that comment rather than good post, you know, great post, whatever, great post, yeah. something really meaningful. Because that yeah. brings me on to the point, that, you know, that again, you know, you can get. So you post something and people get all excited because they've had God knows how many likes, yeah. right? Or they've seen so many views, but nobody's engaged with it. No. So, <laughs> yeah, it, it's not great, is it? No, I mean, views, people actually get the wrong idea with views. Views is not the number of times your content has been viewed by people. It's the number of times that your content has appeared on their home feed. So they may have scrolled past it. That's what yeah. it actually means. It doesn't mean they've actually seen it all. So a like, obviously, is a reaction, and you can just put a reaction. But again, uh, that that's not hugely helpful. Mm. It will help the algorithm to send it a little bit further, 
the comments are king, really. They really, really are. Linda, is is a view the same as an impression then? Yes. Right. Somebody (laughs) described this to me one day, of a view on impression being, imagine you're driving down the motorway, Steve, and you're passing a billboard. Yes. With a notice on, you know, bathroom company. And people are just passing it. They're not engaging it. They're not doing anything with it. They're just passing it. So it's like scrolling past it. And, and you know, and I've seen people get really excited because they've had uh, one and a half thousand views of my latest post or yes. impressions. Yes. And I go, but how many people have engaged with it? Exactly. Yes. That that really, for me, is, is the big thing. I mean, it's interesting, actually. I did a post last week, which was a more personal post than I wouldn't usually post, to be honest. But it's had, oh, it's had it's about 25,000 views mm-hmm. so far. But that only means that it's been shown in people's home feeds, more home feeds, and it's because I've had a lot of comments. The more comments you get, the more times it's going to appear in people's home feeds, the more times that people are likely to react to it, whether they're doing a like or a, you know one of the uh, your, your thumbs up like or whether they're doing one of the support things, whatever reaction they're giving it, they're good as well. And I think it's had about... I think it's had over over 350 so far likes, but the number of comments, uh, there's 190 comments so okay. far, which is great considering, you know, it was, it was what I felt was a, a fairly, it, it was a nice post. And I just wanted to share something, but it wasn't business related in any way, but interesting that that has gone up. And as you say, if you look at the correlation between the views, the comments and the uh, likes, then you can see the reason the views have gone up is because there have been more engagement on the post through comments. Right. OK, great. A couple of things then before we finish. The importance of a company page. Yes. Versus a personal page. And if you're posting on your company page, is it a good idea to share the post on your personal page? Yeah. Okay. So, yes, people who are certainly sole business owners will often say, well, why do I need a company page? It's only me. Mm. Company pages are really important for all businesses because it means the logo for your company is actually then reflected in your personal profile. And Actually, it's a really good piece of real estate, actually, if you think about it. Hmm. It's it's almost like a mini website so that you can build your company page with um, what it is that you do. You can have uh, information about the services, about your products, about what's happening in your business. That's the sort of thing that you can really showcase in your company page, whereas your personal profile it's perhaps more about the relationship building, the commenting, the uh, the community aspect of posts that you would do. However, the company page, if you're doing a post on your company page, it's not going to get a huge amount of reach. It's usually the number of followers of your company page are far less 
than the number of personal connections, first connections you have on your profile. Yes. So yes, a way to get your company page post being seen by more people is to share that post with your personal profile. So yes, that is that is a good strategy to do. Absolutely. And the final question, articles. Articles, yes. 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 Yeah, how important are articles? Yeah, Um, articles are great because they show and showcase your credibility. It gives you the opportunity to really uh, tell people um, about things. You could share a case study. You could even share things like a newsletter, uh, for example, using an article. Now, I believe that they're very good. Um, They will not get as much engagement. Mm-hmm. And the reason for that is because they're long. They are <laughs> long form content. And most of us are either reading our LinkedIn on our mobile phones. So, you know, to read a long article is not easy. Or if we are taking the time to read them, we would usually read them on our desktop. But again, it's all time, isn't it? So unless that article is really engaging and you're wanting to really read the information, which is going to maybe share some knowledge and some real helpful information, then yes, that's fine. But people don't normally have a lot of time to engage. And so articles are published This is the nice thing about articles from your personal profile articles. They will sit on your personal profile all the time in your activity section. You just go to the articles button and there's all your articles listed. It's almost like a blog page, if you like. Right. Okay. And can you Um, do articles on a company page? You can now. It's again, it's been recently, I think it was about three months ago that they introduced articles into the company pages and not many people are aware that it's there. I think it's great, actually, especially for the, perhaps the, the, the businesses who are slightly bigger than a sole trader. You Mm -hmm. know, let's say you've got a small accountancy practice, for example, then having articles on your company page is such a good place to have it. Yes, I know you've got articles on your blog, on your website, mm. you know, with, with, with that sort of thing. But why not use LinkedIn articles? Because that way your LinkedIn page and your LinkedIn content could well have, and I believe it does, have far, far more viewers than anybody who comes to your website. Yeah. Wow. Awesome. Yeah. Well, learned so much this afternoon. This has been absolutely awesome. So, so look. So, how can people find out more about you if they uh, if they'd like to do that? And uh... sure. Well, do look me up on LinkedIn. Um, just just uh, search for Linda Huckle, and you'll find me. You could search for hashtag LinkedIn Linda, and you'll yeah. find me. Um, if my company page is Linda Huckle Training, it's uh, quite an easy uh, page to find. So that's that's my preference. Do look look me up on LinkedIn. Do send me a connection request. But if you're doing that, remember please to personalise your invite. Say how you heard about me, and mm. it's enough to say I heard you on. When the you podcast, were, yeah. Yeah, on the podcast with Steve. And that's absolutely fine. 
as long as I'm aware of how, then I will accept you into my network. Very happy to do so. Um, Other ways you can contact me are through my website, and that's uh, key to LinkedIn, which is key, K-E-Y-T-O, linkedin.co.uk. Wow. That's the other way that you can find me. And you'll find my contact numbers either on the website or on my LinkedIn profile. Cool. Linda, it's it's been a pleasure. It's been a pleasure talking to you. I learned so much and I'm sure the listeners have as well. They'll be going away thinking, my God, I didn't realise I was doing so many things wrong. (laughs) No, you're not doing things wrong. It's just, you know, if you don't know what you don't Don't know. know. Um, And that's why people like me are around to, uh, to help educate really. And that that's really how I see myself as an educator. Brilliant. Well, look, whatever you're doing for the rest of your day, have a wonderful, wonderful day. Lovely. Thank you so much, Steve. Pleasure. It's a pleasure. Thank you. This is Yawa Radio, your station for well-being and happiness. Hi, this is Steve. Join me for Yawa Breakfast every day from 7 right through till 10. You know what? It is simply the best way to start your day. We play What Song Are These Words From? True or False? Inspirational Book of the Week feel good music too and much much more join me for yawa breakfast 7am till 10am every single day of the week a big thank you for taking the time out to listen to this podcast from the team at yawa radio remember to check us out live online 24 hours a day seven days a week at yawaradio.com co.uk and if you'd like to join us as a guest on Yawa Radio or as a guest on the Yawa Radio podcast we would love to hear from you simply email studio at yawaradio.co.uk once again a big thank you for taking the time out to listen this is the Yawa Radio podcast copyright applies Music